This is Finnegan Rowe on the Ultimate Unofficial VeggieTales Podcast, the number one fan podcast for those who still like to talk to tomatoes. And I am blessed to be here today with Stephanie Sutherland, voice of Madame Blueberry and Callie Flower since 2019. Callie didn't come back till 2020, but how are you doing? Yes. Yay. I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for bringing me on. Absolutely. And thank you so much for joining. It's uh, always really exciting to talk to people who've had official involvement in VeggieTales. Oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm so happy to be here. And yeah, I'm so grateful I get to be a part of the VeggieTales universe. It's really been such an honor and, and uh, a joy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an expansive universe too. Hopefully it'll just keep expanding, you know? Indeed. Indeed. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Well, you know, the vegetables, you know, we'll cross our fingers for them. Yes, right. You know, <laughs> that's that's a good point. That's a very good point. We'll we'll uh we'll we'll do that for them since there we, go. we don't have arms. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're gonna get into how you got into voice acting, your first voice acting experiences. Obviously, it's a VeggieTales podcast. We'll uh we'll dive heavily into VeggieTales, but I want to hear about your work on Genshin Impact and and anything else you've been involved with over the years. I'm I'm very interested to hear. Oh um, yeah, of course. So we'll get into all of that after the theme song. If you love your veggies and want more to know, then I've got for you a spectacular show. We be giving you back with lyrical rhyme and bringing in guests for the lot of the time. If you search for your hair and a cheeseburger too, then I'm happy to say we got a show for you. So how did you get into voice acting? All right. Well, let's see here. I I actually got my Bachelor of Fine Arts. I don't know why I said that. I said that all spelled out, but the BFA in music, <laughs> dance, theater. Uh, it was uh, definitely uh, my intention to go to Broadway and do that thing. And my senior year at university, I was like, I was in a show and I was working on senior showcase and getting ready to go to LA and New York for uh, essentially to do the showcase and, and get agents. And, um, I just became really burnt out. You know, I, I, I've learned about myself that I'm a homebody to the max. Um, I love my nights <laughs> and weekends. Um, and so I was like, how can I still perform and use these skills that I've worked really, really hard to cultivate and also still have my homebody time, my time to, uh, to, uh, relax at the end of a day and um and I found voiceover and I had known it was a career I mean early on since I think it was like Mrs. Doubtfire that enlightened my world about such a, movie. <laughs> such a great film right oh mm -hmm, gosh mm -hmm. Robin Williams oh what a what a what an amazing person and actor he Absolute was legend. But, um total a total <laughs> legend um but yeah, like ever, so I, I don't know what year that came out, 95 or something. I'm probably way off, but um, 90s it came out. And so I knew voice acting was a job, but I never thought it was something like attainable, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's see. So yeah, I got my BFA and then was burnt out. And then, yeah, I, I started looking into being able to still use my skills that I had cultivated and, um, and was like, oh, voiceover, that's more or less a nine to five ish kind of job. Um, I'd still be able to play these characters. I'd be able to sing and wouldn't really be dancing as much, but um, definitely acting and singing. And, and the big pull for me was that um, I could play anyone and anything. Uh, whereas with theater, it was, you know, I, there, I, there was a certain type um, that I would be playing. And um, I could play, I could play a vegetable in musical theater if I wanted to. I mean, not <laughs> musical theater, a vegetable in uh, in voiceover. So anyway, I started taking classes and um, started learning, you know, how to uh, use the mic, using learning mic technique. And um, one thing led to another, and I uh, found myself working at a, a voiceover casting house, uh, doing commercials. I was there for about. Let's see, four years. I probably should look at the timeline a little more specifically, I, but I think it was about four years. And then I was like, you know what? It's time I start giving, working to get myself jobs instead of casting other people. And uh, yeah, one thing led to another, and uh, now I'm I'm working full time as a voice actor, and I love it. I'm really, really grateful to get to be uh, where I'm at. It's wonderful. And you know what I think of voice acting. I never really think of like advertisements, but that's a that's a big part of voice acting, you know. For sure, I just for never sure. Think about that. 
Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I, all along, I was like, I want to do animation. I've always loved cartoons. Um, and that was my, my intention. I was like, I don't, I want to, I want to do animation, maybe video games, who knows? I don't want to worry about commercial. And then I learned that really in order to get an agent, uh, really in order to get an agent, you need a commercial demo. You need to be able to do advertising work, but yeah, like in order to get an agent, um, in order to get an agent, you have to know how to do commercial work because that's where the money is. And it's really how you cut your teeth and get into the world of voiceover. So it's a, it's a bigger part of the process than I think I had any idea about. And I remember saying to one of my first teachers, um, we were learning commercial stuff and she was like, what do you, what do you really want out of your career? And I was like, animation. She was like, yeah, everyone wants that. Um, and, and really it was the, not like the harsh truth, but in a way it is, you have to, you have to be able to be a multi hyphenate and do a lot. Um, yeah, you can be flexible, to, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, yeah. And once I had the commercial stuff down, um, and you know, had a, had a good demo and was booking commercial work then that's what helped me get my agent and has that's ultimately what brought me success in the animation and video game world as well. well there you go there you go you already had like a like a portfolio out there you know mm -hmm. exactly exactly and um yeah that portfolio is what's going to um help agents notice people too because essentially it's like okay they are working they cut their teeth they know what they're doing and so it makes you more trustworthy to them and um maybe trustworthy isn't the right um the right word i'm looking for it's it's more um more of an asset say, for them to have on their roster yeah i was gonna say like reliable like they know you can do it exactly exactly yeah so that has been that has been it um and as far as like my first acting experience um I mean, if we go way back, I remember in elementary school <laughs> doing, um, I don't even remember what, what it was, but it was like a, a production of jungle animals. <laughs> like a jungle book type of thing? Kind of, yeah. And like these little animals like had little songs that they did, but like, I see, I don't even remember that stuff. But um, I do remember I was super into American Girl Dolls and in third grade, Mrs. Lofton's class in, in third grade, um, I got the these like books that were essentially play scripts um, of the American Girl Dolls. And I was obsessed with uh, Kirsten. I was going to say Kristen. Kirsten. Um, and uh, I got this book and I was like, we're going to put on a play. And so I have some pictures from third grade of me and a couple of friends from back then, like sitting around. Um, during recess, we stayed inside and we were like planning on doing this big production. And I remember us building, <laughs> building sets out of cardboard and that didn't work out too well, but we did our best. And, um, and we worked on that for so long and then it obviously fizzled cause we're third graders and, um, who has <laughs> attention goes, attention span you know? for that, but, <laughs> but, um, and then I kind of, I, I really got into dance and danced competitively uh for years and then in high school I was like I feel like there was kind of like this um real hierarchy in a way of that like the theater kids yeah allergies here in LA have been a real treat lately I feel like this year it's been worse for me um oh, allergies are the worst I've got a cat slightly allergic to him but he's like oh, so mm -hmm. fluffy I can't stop holding him you know oh my gosh it's it's one of those it's the hard it's a hard thing about cats is they're so cute and also have so much dander <laughs> we love it we love them the we best. do it's true i i have a bunch of i have two cats of my own and then we foster as well and so we always have a constant rotation of new little little kittens coming and going oh is it hard but, to um, tell them by it is i cry every time <laughs> oh, i feel that i feel that i cry every time but it's nice because they let us um essentially select the families that they get to go to and so we're able to see like okay this is going to be the best fit for these little babies and and a lot of times they'll send updates like here's here's what this little kitten looks like now and here's um <laughs> here's a picture of them with their sibling or their, you know, their cat sibling or dog sibling or whatever and 
so the updates it makes it so much easier but then we get another <laughs> we get another foster and it's like we start it over again and and then it gets sad and then happy and you know it's and a they cycle. really they really do have personality too you know like oh you can kind of you can kind of gauge their personality when you have them Oh my gosh, 100%. We we have one right now. She's so cute. Her name is Lacey, but we just call her Merp because her meows are little, literally her going Merp, Merp. <laughs> I love it. And she's so cute. And we got her, she's older. Um, <clears throat> she's older and she was in the, the charm school, they call it, where they just need a little more socialization to know that like humans are good. Humans mean food. Um, <laughs> it's and, true. That is true. Yeah. And like she she's really come into her own in the last uh, couple weeks. And um, it's just so fun to see her like little spunky personality. And she is a kitten who she marches to the beat of her own drum. She she has such a quirkiness about her. And she was so scared when we got her. So it's so gratifying to see her like having come into her own and and seeing that personality shine and she gets adopted officially next friday yeah so a week from tomorrow wow we're so excited she that found is exciting the, yeah the perfect home she's gonna have two cat brothers and oh really loved so anyway you can really develop little... you can develop characters off of that too you know like when you have uh -huh. pets you can just kind of kind of develop cartoon characters off of that oh I, my mean, gosh. I, I always do anyway <laughs> totally totally um my my cats my foster fails gidget and phoebe they they definitely have their own personalities and there have been auditions that have come through where I'm like, oh, this character is totally Phoebe. And like, we, <laughs> we do voices for our cats too, of course. And Phoebe's got this kind of like raspiness about her and a little bit of a, like, like, I don't know, what's what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like, razzmatazz. Like, she's just so <laughs> weird. And I've pulled that for certain auditions where like, it's just really like meek and really sweet and just wants to snuggle. And, and uh, so it's, <laughs> it's really it's fun to see the um see the personalities and like what comes from from these fun little little creatures that we're so lucky to have in our lives um, we are that's wonderful yeah oh, that's my that's my cat tangent for the day <laughs> do you mind if i include that as like a, a podcast extra or like in the podcast oh my gosh of course of course <laughs> people love that when i do like a podcast and we have like some some off discussion topic i oh, put yeah. it up as like a extra people love that so much <laughs> oh my gosh i'm sure i'm sure call, talking cats with stephanie sutherland <laughs> oh please yeah that's great <laughs> i think i think on on twitter i'm starting to be known as the voice actor who fosters cats like <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's, i mean that's not a bad yeah. title yeah, it's I'd say it's pretty good. My life's my life's pretty happy. That's <laughs> awesome. Being able to do voiceover and have lots of cats in my life. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, oh, so back to my first acting experience. Uh, I started dancing competitively, and um, and then in high school there was like this draw to be a part of like the theater program and and um and the choir program and um. So I started auditioning for for the, the high school musicals and not high school musical, but the musicals at our high school and uh, really got back into it then. And uh, yeah, did some really, really fun shows. I think my favorite high school production I was a part of was Lucky Stiff. <laughs> and <laughs> it's basically, um, it was made into a movie. Oh, I guess it's probably been about 10 years, but um yeah, it's it's basically about this this really like um good humble humble kind of guy and uh his uncle dies and um has a lot of money and I'm probably butchering the whole plot but it was just like <laughs> this like gambling heist weird quirky I don't know. I can't I can't explain it very well, but it's delightful. So yeah, Lucky Stiff was one of uh one of my favorites and then of course, did it all through all through college uh, when I got my BFA and and uh, yeah, I love 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 acting. So you kind of knew what you wanted to do from the beginning, right? You kind of doing this your whole life. Yeah, yeah. I just always loved performing and being on stage. And I mean, for so long, I was like, I'm a dancer. I'm going to be a dancer. And um, and then once I added back in the acting and and singing component, it was like, okay. I I want to I want to be on stage or I want to be in front of people, and there is a a bit of like escapism of, involved or I can just whatever troubles I'm having in my daily life, um, I get to put that aside while I dive into a certain character and, 
um, even even being in an ensemble, it's like diving in a different diving into a different world and living in that for the length of the show. And it's just, oh, I just love it. It 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 gives me life for sure. <laughs> that's that's one thing to me that's real appealing about voice acting. It's like I can you know I don't have a problem getting up and talking in front of people, but it's not my favorite. Like if I can avoid it, I will. Yeah. I'll do it if yeah. I have to. But if I can avoid it, you know, and so being behind the microphone and just going crazy, you know, kind of becoming the character just feels uh -huh. fun. That's definitely something I want to go into. You know. Oh, for sure, for sure. And oh gosh, like I remember speaking in church or singing in church and I would just be so scared. And and I think part of it is that like like there was I, I always was like a little unsure of myself and I wanted people like me. I'm such a people pleaser to my core. And um really wanted people to like me and I was like, "Oh, but what if I say or do the wrong thing or, uh, or not the wrong thing, but just like something weird or whatever." Um and it was just easier to be a different character than it was to be myself and i think as i've grown up and and whatnot i've i am more able to be myself than i used to be but there is there really is something about getting to dive into a life of someone else and think of their background what made them the way that they are um and what motivates them and what are the relationships to the people around them it i just oh, i just love it it's it's so so fun for me and i'm so grateful i get to do it every day well you've definitely pleased the VeggieTales fandom i have like people review <laughs> stuff they review stuff very very critically i have never heard anyone say madame blueberry's new voice doesn't sound like i've never heard anyone you know everyone's like amazed by how how close it is oh to the original gosh. you know oh that's such a compliment oh thank you so much yeah i oh, i grew up i mean i know i didn't grow up grow up watching veggie tales it came out i think i was probably 10 um i was probably 10 or so when veggie tales came out and my little brother would watch them of course we had them on vhs and i was always like yeah i'm too i'm too cool for veggie tales but like i would be <laughs> watching them too and be like i'm so blue you know all, all the, the whole song and stuff mart and all of that and uh silly songs with um with larry and or wait now i'm forgetting oh no but no it's larry it. yeah it's silly songs yeah, it's with larry, larry right and then oh, yeah. and then oh, yeah. Mr. L was it love songs with Mr. Lunt? Yeah, Mr. Lunt slipped in every now and then to do something. Yeah, the cheeseburger yeah, yeah, yeah. song. <laughs> yes, the cheeseburger song. And side note, my high school uh, choir teacher, his name was Mr. Lunt, and his uh, name was Mr. Guess. Lunt. Uh huh. And I oh thought my that gosh. was hilarious. That is um, hilarious. My gosh, I joined the <laughs> choir just so my teacher could be named Mr. Lunt. <laughs> right, right, and singing teacher too. Whoa. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Oh my gosh, I I would just watch. I would watch these these shows on VHS and um, I, it was so cool. Of course I, did, I wasn't into them, but I really was, I really loved them. And um, yeah, and so I, oh gosh, I really think that um, like, I, I had no idea that they were gonna come out with another, after In the House uh, ended, I didn't know they were going to be coming up, coming out with another series. Um, with a Veggie Tales show, and uh, so <laughs> when uh, I guess I guess I'm kind of going into your next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you get involved with Veggie Tales? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So how did I get involved with Veggie Tales? Um, I got uh, someone had reached out to me on um, I think they found my email address on LinkedIn of all places, and they had seen my or listened to my demos, and they said, "Would you like to audition for this?" Um, it's a, a reboot of a, um, of a religious, uh, animated series. And I was like, what could it be? I mean, I grew up in Utah, so I was like living scriptures. Like what, what could it be? I have no idea. Bible man. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I just couldn't even think. And, and my husband was like, what if it's veggie tales? And I was like, I doubt it. And, um, and I, and I just didn't even think about it. And I remember getting, the audition for it and it was just a couple lines there were a couple characters and a couple lines and a little a little uh description on each character and <laughs> for for madam blueberry it was like oh actually let me see if i can if i can find it here um oh yeah yeah so they wanted it said a middle-aged plump woman with <laughs> <laughs> with a french fluent voice of the aristocracy and i was like oh okay <laughs> so i'll make her French and put her in this place and um and just playing around with it and I didn't even think about about Madame Blueberry. <laughs> <which> <laughs> That's a perfect crazy. description for her too. 
Yeah, right? It's perfect. And of course, in my brain, I was like, I don't know what this could be for a French, a French woman, what in the world? Um, <laughs> but of course, it was Madame Blueberry. And uh, yeah, so so they sent me um, a couple lines to record for a couple characters. Uh, I believe Petunia was in there. Um, I think Laura Carrot might have been one of them. I can't remember. Um, I know Callie was not in that, uh, that, that, uh, audition, uh, that they had sent out. And so I sent them a couple lines from the characters that they did have me read for, and they responded and said, we like what you did. Would you like to come in for a callback? And I was like, hey, yeah. And that was when, uh, <laughs> I got to the studio down in Orange County and, uh, they handed me the sides and it was veggie tales and i was like oh my goodness <laughs> that's exciting <laughs> yeah i was so excited because i i had such a love for the series from from when i was a a young a young stephanie <laughs> and um and of course there was more uh, a fleshed out description of madame blueberry and and uh laura and uh petunia and, and all those roles and so yeah, I, I I went in. They had me sing. I think it was like Mary had a little lamb, <laughs> a French <laughs> opera uh, accent, and so it was like Mary had a little lamb. And thankfully, <laughs> my musical theater background came in handy for that. Um, and then, uh, gosh, I can't remember uh, how it came up. I I believe one of them said like, "Hey, uh, don't you do little boy voices too?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." Uh, I'll, I'll just read some of these lines uh, in my little boy voice. And I can't remember what it was, but it was just like, like, I'm, I'm having a good time. And uh, they're like, actually, it's kind of like a, like a plucky, um, plucky, spunky little, little girl. And I was like, oh, well, cool. That sounds great. And, uh, <laughs> and then they reached out with a casting offer for Madame Blueberry and Cauliflower. And um, it, I just, feel incredibly lucky that the stars aligned and it worked out and uh i get to play two very very different characters and oh it, it's just such a joy it's such a highlight for me that's awesome and did you end up doing junior's voice for the podcast too because that, that sounded a lot like junior no i didn't for the podcast i can't remember who did junior's voice for the podcast but nope it wasn't me i i uh had read on or like auditioned for it but um but i just stuck with uh stuck excuse me stuck with my my usual characters see it's interesting it's interesting they haven't announced the um the voice actors for the podcast i mean we know yeah. it's we know it's you and we know it's kira could we recognize it from the veggie right. show uh -huh. um, but they haven't announced to bob larry you know and i think that's all yeah. because you know the fans including me i you know, i'll admit oh, you know have, have a hard time adjusting to you know, 30 years of Phil and Mike and then right. recast, you know, it's, it's sudden. So they don't want people, you know, attacking the voice actor, which I think they're doing a great job. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's oh, not sure. exactly the same, but like, it's, it's good. You can tell it's Bob and Larry. They're doing a great job, you know? Yes, for sure. Well, and, and yeah, it, it, it makes sense. I think when there is ever a changing of the guard for whatever reason, it's going to be hard for the fans because, you know, we, we identify so much with the actors' performances and, um, so there is that fine line of, of juggling um, how to handle those sorts of things and trying to be respectful of those who are no longer voicing the characters and, and specifically with Mike and Phil having, you know, been these characters for so long. Oh, for I think sure. It's so important to handle it diplomatically. And I, I feel really grateful that I got to uh, work with them on the VeggieTales show. For sure. Um, Absolutely. And if anyone yeah. at Big Idea ever listens to this, because I know they are aware of my channel, um, if the voice actors for, you know, current, current Bob and Larry, Junior and all them, you know, they're going to be getting all the love from the fandom as far as I'm concerned, you know, yeah. like, I, I think, I think they really do need to get some, some recognition. They're carrying on characters, you know, and I think that needs to be noted. Yes. Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think, um, I think that, you know, it's, well, I think I'm just repeating myself. It's it's that tricky balance, and um, and I think that everyone can bring something different to 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 the characters, and I think um, yeah, it, it would be great. I, I, see, I I wish I even knew who who is who's who does these voices, but um, but they do a great job in the podcast for sure. They do, and I think as long as the intention um 
and and we we give credit for he, this creation that we get to be a part of um this this world we get to be a part of um and get to enjoy um i i think it's it's just being grateful and and respectful of of these worlds that that we we get to i guess i'm just go, talking in circles that we no, get to be a saying. part of <laughs> yeah i know what you're saying it's, it's definitely an honor for sure it's exciting yeah for sure and it's really an honor to them that you're part of that you know that you're helping carry on their character oh i love it it, it really is an it's an incredible honor and uh yeah i i feel grateful every it's day funny. that i i get to be a part of it you said you're a big fan of tress mcneil right oh i'm a huge fan of tress mcneil <laughs> she is oh, she's amazing <laughs> but isn't she's, it funny you're kind of carrying so on characters that she used oh to my voice gosh. <laughs> well i feel so yeah i mean it's it's tough shoes to to fill for sure just well you're doing it though iconic oh thank you thank you so much yeah she's i, I mean i grew up watching animaniacs and tiny tunes and and um I mean, she's she's done everything and still is in so much. And so to get to to get to carry on some of the characters that she has been a part of is just incredibly humbling. And it makes me want to be better so I can fill <laughs> fill these shoes that I've stepped into. Um, but yeah, she's she's incredible. She absolutely is. Yeah, maybe, you know, I can get her on here sometime, too. Oh my gosh, but yes. I feel like you're filling the shoes like perfectly. Like it's thank you. It's astounding. I would honestly compare you guys like head and head, both amazing, you know. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That that is the best compliment I've ever received. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. So I hate to admit I really haven't kept up with Genshin. I'm not a big video game person because I feel like sure. if I started playing video games, I'd like play them too much, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I never I never really started. <laughs> uh, but I have a friend who is a huge fan of Genshin. Um and he was asking, he was like, how does Stephanie Sutherland go from, you know, I think it's Jean, right? In Genshin uh -huh. Impact, Jean to Madame yeah. Blueberry. This is such a different range, you know? Totally. Oh, totally. Well, first I have to say, I am the same way. Like I started playing Genshin Impact when it first came out and I haven't played it in probably uh, at least a year because like, I, I, it's like one of those hyper-focused things. Like it's all I want to do. It's all I can think about. And <laughs> it's a big world to get to know. Um, so I get you on that for sure. Um, you know, I think when it comes to approaching these two very different characters, gosh, I, I think having the acting background is, is paramount. Like it's, it's so important because obviously these characters come from different worlds and have different wants and needs and and so knowing those things being able to approach it um approach these characters from that space is very very helpful um and then i think knowing how to man manipulate my instrument my voice um to to fit these characters is also a pretty important thing um knowing how to manipulate my vocal cords and and um also keeping them healthy and all of that but um they're they're just in such different worlds like veggie tales is just this heightened larger than life world and genshin impact is is pretty grounded i mean there's the the fantasy elements in it but um but the character jean she's she's very serious and methodical and a bit hard on herself and she really wants to do what's best and uh and is someone who really considers every every angle and so i just brought her i brought my that side of myself to jean and so she's she's just grounded she's she speaks a bit quiet and a little bit deeper because she's a lot of times in thought and um feels this weight of responsibility whereas with veggie tales you know madam blueberry life is a stage and she's just so much big ale and uh and then cauliflower's like everything is cool and uh and awesome and all oh, larry and you know um she just is so excited about everything and i think I think it's just understanding the character's motivations and what like what makes them what makes them uh tick uh approaching it from that way is really how how i've been able to 
voice such different characters. I can't tell you how big I'm smiling right now. Just hearing you do those voices is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I wish I could remember some of the big lines. I mean, uh, with Madame Blueberry, it's just, I always just say, Madame Blueberry, I just say her voice <laughs> or say her name. But, um, and then Callie's just like, I'm just having a good time. Like, just really plucky. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just so fun. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. I gotta say, like, that is one thing I really love about voiceover is that I'm able to play a, a head of, of cauliflower and a blueberry and also a human creature, human creature, a, <laughs> human, a human, <laughs> a human who is, has a, a lot of responsibility. And then in other projects, like playing, um, oh gosh, what can I even talk about that's not under NDA? Um, that's, that's the other thing is I'm like, huh, what can I, what can I even say? Um, I also have to always pull up my IMDb page. Cause I'm like, every day is different. I don't remember all the projects I've worked on, um, <laughs> except for some of these more, um, established ones, these bit larger fan base projects. But, um, but yeah, like every character has such a different, <laughs> a different history, a different background. Um, oh gosh, like. Yeah, one of my recent projects that uh, just came out a couple weeks ago, I'm in God of War, this huge video game. And in this, I play I play this tree creature called a Nokin, um, or Nokin. I've heard it I've heard it said both ways, but it's basically, you know, this this scrawny little like twiggy weird creature where I'm just making sounds like <laughs> I'm I don't know about you but I'm not really a tree creature in real life <laughs> but I get to play um play these very different characters and and so to be able to understand I really feel like it's what it what the characters want in life and what they need and what their relationships are to the people and other people in the world other people or <laughs> other creatures in the world um it really just it's so fun to get to dive in well that's what's so fun about voice acting you get to become the character you know like while you're voicing them you really are the character you know yeah for sure for sure and you know before especially with veggie tail sessions I, I would say animation sessions in general they send to you the full script ahead of time so you can read through the whole thing and understand why they are saying and doing the things that they're doing and um and what's happening in in each scene and and you really got to be able to tap into those emotions and oh, for uh, sure sometimes in you know sometimes in these um veggie tales i mean i'm thinking specifically uh gosh what's the episode called it's where madam blueberry gets the hiccups oh the tale of true courage yeah kelly's yes, singing on stage that's oh, yeah. the one yes and she uh, madam blueberry's frantic because her life is this stage and and <laughs> kelly's just like la, la, like singing and um and she's a little bit shy and she doesn't know if she if she can do it and um she's nervous like it's it's really understanding where they're coming from and uh, it's so it's just so fun to be able to explore these worlds. It's one of my favorite episodes of the the current series. Or you know, I don't I know if they're making a, a second season yet, but of the newest ones, you know. Yes. Oh my gosh. Really fun episode Mine too. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun, and all the music is so great too. It's it's just delightful. Yeah, the um, song Callie sings in the end. <laughs> isn't it great? It's so good. Uh, like, I can be brave. <laughs> 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 oh, it's love so it. fun. It's so I love fun. it. <laughs> and for VeggieTales, that's a that was a huge project. You had um gosh, the VeggieTales show alone, Madame Blueberry was like a, a big character in every single episode, you know? So that's twenty six yeah. episodes of quite a few lines. Callie was a big character in, in a good portion of the episodes, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the podcast, of course. Um I'm not sure if they're they're launching any more with that, but just of what's out, Madame Blueberry is a main character in every single one of yeah. them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you know, she's one of those those legacy characters in the in the VeggieTales world. And uh so like I mentioned before, it's 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 large it's large shoes to fill, and uh, I just want to bring that authenticity and that um, that spirit of of Madame Blueberry uh, through my performance. I love that one episode of the podcast where um, 
uh, Madame Blueberries, like teaching Bob and Larry, like see that some school, like trying to teach some good manners, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. She's trying to like you know not slurp the soup or whatever. Right. <laughs> you know, these are it's life lessons, really. <laughs> it is. It is. She's just getting like progressively more angry. That might be the only one right? of her Madame Blueberry like actually angry, and you know, <laughs> <Where> she... <laughs> right? She usually she usually tries to stay so measured, but that one she just yeah you know you when slurping is one of those sounds that can really irritate people <laughs> for sure for sure especially uh an upper class you know french oh, opera yeah. singer like Madame oh Blueberry, of course you know? <laughs> she doesn't have you time for be, that <laughs> you must have nail nails and be be kind to azale people's ears <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> oh it's so fun <laughs> so what makes what makes for like a, a really solid recording session like how many takes does it take to get one line for a show that is a really, really good question. Um, gosh, I feel like it depends on on each session. Um, let's see. I would say, yeah, it, gosh, it really depends. Um, with some sessions, oops, sorry, as I knocked something over, there was probably a big bump sound. Um, no, you're good. Okay, good. Um, yeah, it really depends on the session. Some sessions where, like, if, if it's an ensemble session, where it's not just me in the in the booth or or connected over over the internet it's me and uh, other characters we will typically read through the whole script as a cast and so that way we're able to play off of each other and respond to each other live as you know uh, as as we're moving through the story and i love 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 an ensemble session um and uh and yeah like so we'll go through we'll read through the whole script um, and then if needed, we'll go back and pick up certain lines if we if we need to if if the director has a redirect um, or we didn't read the line, what they had how they had imagined or with the right intention. We'll so I know we can do pickups. I know it's different for everyone because I had a, the honor of talking to um, uh, Kira Buckland and Sean Chiplock both on the podcast oh, previously. Those two. I love them. They're amazing for sure. Um, they are. And they said they did like. I think Sean said he did some in booth stuff. Mostly they were doing like virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that how you did it too, calling in virtually, um, or were you in the booth with other voice actors and actresses? You know, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember exactly. I feel like early on, um, I was I was going in studio. I feel like for the majority, actually, I I was in studio um, with Kira, and um, and I'm trying to think. Do they have us? Actually, I don't know if we recorded in studio at the same time, but we were there at the sessions and then we would trade trade off who was in the booth. But um, but yeah, once the pandemic hit, we really went remote. And uh, so, gosh, I, I think uh, there were a handful of episodes that I recorded from my home studio and uh, like yeah, the latter episodes, cool. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah, it's I, I feel lucky that that even through the pandemic I was able to stay busy working and we were able to still do these these recordings for this awesome show um but yeah early on it was it was all in studio and uh and yeah it's it's just a different feeling when you're when you're in studio you're you're there with the director and with um with the production uh production uh crew and and you know, able to able to play off of live reactions, whereas online it's like you're talking into a mic and you know they're there, but they're muted. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and you're looking at a script instead of at people's faces on Zoom or whatever. And so there's definitely a different feeling but um, to each uh, session. But uh, but they're both they're both fun. And, you're, and it's still just diving into the character and getting to be a part of that. But yeah, gosh, like every every session is different. And Sometimes like with video games, like I'm thinking of, um, usually we'll do like two takes of a line and then move on or two takes of a line and the director will say, give me one more of that line uh, with this direction in mind. And so they give you, uh, you give them like three takes total. But yeah, with VeggieTales, I feel like it was mostly going through the script and doing the line like an A, B and C. So uh, three times and with three different inflections and intentions. Um, and then they pick the select and so it's fun. It's, I feel like a good recording session is all the recording sessions. It's just so fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It's something you really yeah. enjoy your job too. It's something I want to be doing. Oh yeah. It's, it's the best gig. If you, if, if you want to be a performer, I, 
I highly recommend this this world. And there's so much content being created right now that it's it's a good time. It's a it's like the golden age of of animation and especially video games. So yeah, it's a great gig. <laughs> there's something special about getting chosen to you know you do the do the performance for a character that someone else created. You know, like they choose you to do it. That feels good, you know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And and I'm sure it feels know, amazing for them too to have such a talented person doing the voice. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And I I think one thing that I've really learned because I I used to be like ah oh, darn I didn't book this thing, and um especially in my earlier days um we're auditioning is the job and so we record the auditions send them off and then forget about them and if we hear back amazing that's a cherry on top to get to actually book something and and to be able to work on something but one thing i've learned is like the voice the the acting the characters um what am i trying to say the the voiceover is really just a piece of the puzzle of this big picture and they're just trying to find the piece that fits the best and so it's nothing personal it's it's really just who who embodies the character and the and the vision that the creator had in mind and so so when those things line up you know your 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 acting and and your voice um lines up with the the creators the creator and the director the whole the whole team's um vision it's oh it's Mwah, chef's kiss it's the best <laughs> it's a good a feeling. feeling it really is so do you have any tips for um aspiring voice actors and actresses because we have a lot here in the fandom who are very very interested in voice acting so many veggie tales impressionists <laughs> oh yeah of course well gosh um i always love to refer people to d bradley baker's website um yes d. bradley uh, baker have you heard of have you have you heard of his website i haven't seen his website but I, i'm thinking of spongebob he was um he was someone in SpongeBob. I know he was. I can't remember. I mean, he's in everything here. I'm gonna while we're here, let me just pull up his IMDb. I mean, he's he is he is in everything, and he is incredible. I mean, if, talk about someone who works all the time. Um, D is like he he's in everything. Like he he was the voice of Appa in Avatar: The Last Airbender, and um, he's he's a uh, He's Perry the Platypus and Phineas and Ferb. Oh, oh, that's right. See. He's Bubble Bass. He's Bubble Bass and Kevin yes. the Sea Cucumber. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I knew he's... I'd heard him from Phineas and Ferb too. That's such a good show. Oh my gosh, such a great show. Yeah, he's in everything. He's incredible, and he has put together this website called I Want to Be a Voice Actor dot com. Highly, highly recommend it. It's so comprehensive. Like, in fact, I'm going to pull it up so I can just list some of the things on it. Um, yeah, I'm going to link that in the description too. Yes, definitely. I I feel like whenever I get asked this question, I'm just like, go to Dee's website because it's so incredibly comprehensive. And he goes, he just goes into detail from like basically starting on ground zero, like how to, how to get, how to get going, really what to do. Um, oh yeah, here it is. Look, starting from zero, a quick overview of how to start a roadmap and signposts, uh, afraid of acting, stuck at home, do this, framing your growth, the path towards instinctive mastery and then faqs vo myths and then um let's see there's another drop down menu learning to act it's all about going into acting and then um how to go pro uh examples of making an animation demo your website auditioning agents uh working from home uh like there's just so much and so i highly highly recommend it like you could spend a long time just reading through it and he gives this info for free and it's just incredibly, incredibly valuable. I feel like even now as a full-time voice actor, I can, I can still learn so much from this website and um, he's just incredibly generous with his info. Um, and I will also say like everyone's experience is different. Um, I know, I know a lot of people who, who, um, who started in, in very different ways than I did. Um, and my path was working in casting for a little while, well, doing musical theater first, and then uh, working in casting, and eventually moving from that to doing more of my own work. And everyone's everyone's journey is different. And I guess the main thing is just putting in the work, knowing it's going to be a lot of work. It's it's hard work, and some days I'm like, am I crazy for choosing this career? But <laughs> but if you feel called to do it, and you feel like you're in the right place, and are doing what what 
your heart has like guided you to do, then, then, you know, it's worth it. It's worth the long hours and the, the constant rejection and, um, and the bookings, like, especially the bookings, like it's, 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 it's it's worth it all. You're making so many people smile too, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so, that is, that is one thing I just didn't even expect because I, like, I, I guess, like I, I always played in, in musical theater. I was always either the like comedic, um, comedic best friend, (laughs) um, the comic, comic relief. Um, I'm definitely a comedic actor and, uh, and, and, and also doing ensemble roles too. And so I didn't expect the getting to play roles that have such a huge impact on people's lives. And so to be able to meet people who really love and appreciate the work that I've been able to do, that I've been lucky enough to do, um, it's so incredibly humbling and, and, uh, humbling and, and gratifying. It's just such a wonderful feeling to know that people, uh, it, it makes people happy and makes people smile. That's like just the best feeling. Definitely made me feeling. smile. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I feel bad that VeggieTales on Netflix you know, in the house in the city, they didn't get great reception from the fans. I think yeah. they still did well, but the fans had an issue with like the designs and stuff. And I, yeah. I personally liked the series. I thought they were fun, just very yeah. different, very different, different, but uh-huh. very fun, you know? Um, totally. And the and VeggieTales think... show, sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, you're fine. I was just going to say, I think that also like when there's something that we all know so well, um, and then there's like a different interpretation of it. It's like, hey, wait a second. I mean, I, I feel like it was the same thing with, um, with uh, oh gosh, now I can't think of it. Thundercats. Thundercats was the same way. I feel like even with Teen Titans Go, um, people were like, this is way too quirky, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and uh, so when it's not like something that we're totally used to, I think it there's a bit of a, um, like a, a hurdle to jump over. Um, but, but you can always find enjoyment in things. It's just being able to like look beyond our expectations, you know? Yeah, I think so too. And I think the Netflix series was honestly really fun. Like I said, just yeah. different. It was different, but it was still really enjoyable and it still had heart and soul. But the VeggieTales yes. show really brought it back to like, you know, like the Netflix series was great, but the VeggieTales show brought it back to like what the fans really love from the original, yes. original stuff, you know? And so yes, they, the to be a part of it. All. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. And to have the song, oh gosh, Kurt is such an incredible songwriter and oh, to he's be able to like sing these songs and it had the heart of the original um the original songs and oh gosh like it it really did bring it back to to what we know and or what we knew what we all have loved for so long and oh gosh it's such a it's so cool to get to be a part of of something so beloved it is, it is. beloved it's awesome. beloved Whatever the word is. <laughs> Both, right? <laughs> Both, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> well, it's been, a, it's been an absolute honor talking to you. This has been an amazing episode. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you again for having me. This has been so fun. And and I love, I love, love, love the VeggieTales world. And uh, it's just an incredible honor to get to be a part of it. So thank you for having me and letting me chat about my experience. This has been so fun to talk with you. Absolutely. And I think I speak for the whole fandom when I say it's like, it's an absolute honor, you know, to get... Like I said, someone officially involved with the show on my like oh. tiny little VeggieTales YouTube channel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I, I hope that uh, I hope that that people find this uh, our, find our chat valuable and insightful and um, and yeah, feel feel motivated to to do what you love and uh, and go for go for go for your dreams. That sounds so cheesy, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It is true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Be like Callie. Have some courage. Yeah, exactly. It's become a cliche, but like when you think about it, you know, what you want to do, you got to, you got to aim for that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I've heard the, I've heard the phrase like, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. And I don't, I don't know if that's true. Cause I still am like, <laughs> Oh, I just really want to sleep. I'm definitely a, like naps are my favorite hobby kind of person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, that. I feel so, that. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, who doesn't love a nap? I mean, I guess there are people, my husband's one of them, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like there are certain, certainly days where I'm like, Oh, this is work. Um, but overall, the overall thing is like, you know what? I am happy with, with my life. And, and also like we don't have to like do anything like groundbreaking or huge to like enjoy our lives um i know like some like uh, my brother for example like 
um, he he works at a a place where he when he's off work he's off work he doesn't have to think about it whereas with voiceover i'm like constantly checking my email i i, I try to set office hours but things come up where i do have to work <laughs> till 10 11 p.m at night sometimes it's um like as long as like you are serving i think serving your intention um and your 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 goals like being able to, there is something to be said about having a job where you are once you're off the clock, you are off the clock. Um, and there's something to be said about that. And and there's something to be said about, you know, being willing to be in a job where you are constantly, constantly working. And um, as long as it's, you know, it's aligned with your, with what your heart and your soul really, really want. Well, you can love your job. You can love your job, but there's no rule that says you always have to love it. You know, (laughs) there there can be times. There can be times when you're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah, totally. I mean, there there have certainly been days where like we're we're constantly auditioning as voice actors, and there will be days where I'll get like twenty characters to read on, and they're all, of course, like due the next day, (laughs) and it's like, oh, am I ever gonna do this? Like, I just want a break, and and yet there's you can still find enjoyment in in those hard times too those moments where it's like i don't know how i can be creative anymore (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah it's but i will say like voiceover is just incredibly an incredibly gratifying uh world of the entertainment industry to get to be a part of i'm sure it feels great to sit back and look at the result you know yes oh for sure for sure for sure it's really really fun and and then, of course, getting to know the fandom is just it, beyond my wildest dreams. I just love seeing how the things that I get to, that I'm fortunate to be a part of, really make people's lives happier. Better. Oh, for sure. And you get to be part of so many fandoms, too, you know? Yes. Everything yes, yes, from yes. Genshin Impact to VeggieTales. It's a, it's oh a vast, vast category. <laughs> Indeed. It really, really is. <laughs> it's pretty wild. And, um, yeah, it's humbling for sure yeah you don't realize how many people there are in the world until you like (laughs) like you see numbers on a screen like on twitter or whatever and and it's like oh that's that's fun that's cool and then you go to a convention and you see people who like want to hear you talk and do the voices and stuff it's like whoa these are humans (laughs) human people (laughs) not just a name on a screen um so yeah humbling is an understatement like it's just it blows my mind to 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 recognize the impact that that certain projects have on people's lives well you're doing a wonderful job just keep doing what you're doing you know thank you i appreciate that and i will i'll keep on keeping on absolutely hopefully uh, many more years of an opera singing blueberry you know indeed yes <laughs> madam blueberry is happy to come anytime <laughs> <laughs> this has been amazing oh my gosh thank you so much for having me and uh I'm trying to think of like a, a funny thing to say, like in the characters' voices. Um, uh, 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 uh. You want to wrap up the show as a uh, Madam Blueberry or Cauliflower? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, it's the ultimate uh, unofficial Veggie Tales podcast. Yes, the ultimate ultimate unofficial Veggie Tales podcast. Okay, let's see here. Um, thank you for listening to the ultimate unofficial Veggie Tales podcast with me, Madam Blueberry. And me, Cauliflower. And I just want to remind you that you can be brave. Yes, because the world is a stage. Okay, yep, that's good. All right, goodbye. Bye-bye.